Rocky Balboa. Rocky said, it ain't how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. (laughs) You know, no one likes to get hit, but it happens. And life sometimes hits us in a hard way, maybe with some kind of injustice. But when it does, how do we respond? Well, welcome to Bible Studies for Life adult podcast. I'm Lynn Pryor, joined by my host, Chris Johnson. And Chris, it's good to be doing yet another podcast with you. Hey, thanks, Lynn. Uh, that was Rocky 12 or 14. That was. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was uh, Rocky Balboa. The, the, I mean, that was the title of the movie. It came out uh, 2008. Oh, wow. So, uh, I've seen uh, Stallone recently in in a movie, I think, and that dude's looking rough. But that's a whole other issue. The same could be said of me, but (laughs) not of our guest. Amber Baden is with us today. Amber, good to have you with us for our podcast. Well, thank you. It is good to be here. I appreciate the invitation. And Chris, I should say that that, that, uh, Amber, while we're doing this, she is correcting me. Rocky Balboa (laughs) came out in 2006. I don't want to get any letters and complaints that I don't know my movies. So thank you, Amber. We're doing this on Zoom, and I saw her do that, and I thought, well, is that six, or is that some kind of gang sign? (laughs) Sure. You know, Rocky has some has some uh, devoted fans and they might know when that movie came out. Oh, yeah, that's true. Good point. So, uh, Amber, take a moment. Tell these folks what you uh, work on. Yeah, so I work on the Daily Discipleship Guide. It is a resource in the Bible Studies for Life family. Uh, And in it, uh, it it works just like uh, your Sunday school book for each week whenever whenever your group gathers. But then in addition to the Sunday school or the uh, the Bible study lesson, there are five days of devotions that follow each session. So it and they connect back to the session. So you really get get to spend some time in a in a specific passage and spend time in that with the Lord. Well, very good. Thank you for being with us today. Uh, We're talking about Joseph. Um, the Bible character in the Old Testament from the book of Genesis. Uh, Lynn, you're going to do the setup for us? Yeah, we well, as we're in this third session, uh, our focus is really going to be on the injustice that Joseph faced. Now, I realize <laughs> he has faced injustice from, from the first session, uh, but we're going to look at this idea in the face of that injustice, how we just keep pressing forward. Uh, and that's certainly what Joseph did. Now, where we left Joseph last week, uh, was he had been in Potiphar's house. He had had the, the best of everything as far as a, uh, everything was really under his control. Uh, but Potiphar's wife kind of came on to him and attempted to seduce him. And uh, this great statement, how could I sin against God by, by doing this? So he resisted her because uh, he just knew that wasn't right. Well, this uh, we, one last time. He, she He did more than resist, right? That's right. At the end, he finally ran away. And uh, but when she came back that one last time, this uh, no one was in the house and she came at him. Joseph didn't just say no. He said no as he ran away. Well, uh, good for Joseph. But at the same time, she turned around and accused him and he ended up in prison, which is where we left him last week. So what we're going to see now as we get into Genesis 39, uh, as we saw in Joseph, this is what's amazing. As he was in Potiphar's house, 
uh, Potiphar saw, you know, this guy's pretty sharp. And he saw he had God's favor. Potiphar saw that. Now that Joseph's in prison, uh, those over the prison, the warden saw the same thing in Joseph. So what did he do? He put Joseph in charge. He gave him authority and responsibility in all these areas. And so it says here, uh, let me just read verse 23. And I'm going to turn it back to you guys. The warden did not bother with anything under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. And the Lord made everything that he did successful. So that's the same story that we heard when he was responsible for the possessions in Potiphar's house. The right. Lord was with him and God, God made him successful in everything he did. Um, so it's a reminder to us that, you know, even when we're in situations that are not ideal, uh, we need to continue um, to move forward, keep doing, doing what is good and what is right and um, see what God has. Um, I was intrigued by one statement that was um, in our study um, by Ben Mandrell. He said, suffering is unwelcome in our life, but remain true and faithful no matter what. And I think that's what we see in, in Joseph's life. Yeah, I think this, um, specifically these verses right here, verses 21, 22, and 23, um, they just shine a light on Joseph's ability to endure. And uh, I think I think one thing that we can learn a ton of things from Joseph, but one thing is that trials, though unwelcome, like you said, uh, I saw that line as well and thought, yes, <laughs> uh, trials do teach us things Um that we won't learn any other way. Uh, so there's definitely spiritual benefits uh, that we get in times of trial that we simply just don't seem to learn in times of um, happiness and joy. Tri trials teach us things. So true. You know, and it's, it's hard. It's hard when mm -hmm. to, to find a way to make um, uh, something um, hopeful, helpful, uh, in the midst of a bad situation. Uh, but, but Joseph seems to be that guy that, um, uh, keeps pressing on, keeps doing the right thing and, um, just have to see what happens. Right. But Chris, what's, what's intriguing to me, because the scripture doesn't tell us while Joseph did what was right, he certainly succeeded at it. I wonder what was his attitude in all this? Mm -hmm. Did he do it kind of begrudgingly? I don't think so. But for me to put this, I want to put this in a New Testament perspective. When I think about some words that Paul said, now in Philippians 4, he was more talking about the context of whether he was uh, had money at that time or whether he was kind of poor. But he makes this comment. This is uh, Philippians 4.11. I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I find myself. Now, there is a great New Testament perspective as we're living in Christ just to be content no matter what. And I will admit, I want to put that attitude on Joseph just because just the, the actions he does, he seems to be, I'm going to make the best of this situation. I am going to be content no matter what. Yeah. Well, and in verse 23, it's, it states, uh, because the Lord was with him. And, and that certainly, I mean, that makes a big difference. Not that, well, the Lord is always with us, but when we recognize that and really put our hope in that, it changes our attitude uh, and it changes the whole scenario when, when we kind of have that at the forefront of our mind. The, so verse 23. Yeah. I agree with that. One of the things that's caught my attention as we've gone through the study on Joseph is 
um, when we look at all of Genesis, we see Abraham's life and we see God speaking to Abraham and telling him, this is what, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to bless you. And he, he reaffirms that. We don't see it so much in Isaac's life, but we see it in Jacob's life where he has these encounters with God, where God reveals right. himself or speaks to him. We don't, we don't have evidence of that in the life of Joseph. There's not a place up to this point where God has come in, where we're told that God came to Joseph and told him, uh, I'm going to bless you. He, he blesses him. He takes care of him in the bad situations, but there's not a place where there is this divine encounter that Joseph has with God that prepares him uh, for any of the things that are happening in his life. That's true, but we do see it, I think, in his character. Even as we saw last week where he said to Potiphar's wife, how can I sin against God? He obviously had this God-centered focus. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. You, and that yeah. is absolutely right. Um, but it's, it still is different from the Abraham stories yeah. uh, and even Jacob stories. It is. So what we see here is we've seen that here's Joseph. He's in prison, but he still continues to do good. Uh even in the face of the injustice he's facing. Now we're going to see some of the good he does as we continue on the story. We're going to, we're going to skip to chapter 40 now. And what's happened is Joseph there, he's, he's uh, being the good trustee in the prison. Uh, two of Pharaoh's key men, his cupbearer and his baker end up in prison. Now, the scripture doesn't tell us why they ended up in prison, but it is significant their roles because th these were the men who were really responsible for what the, the Pharaoh ate and drank. So if someone wanted to kill Pharaoh, what better way to do it than to poison his food, uh, poison his drink, uh, something like that. So the, the speculation could be that well, maybe maybe Pharaoh got sick. Maybe he got very sick from something he ate or drank. So that puts the chef and the baker, uh, the baker and the, and the wine, uh, the, the wine guy, uh, they're, <laughs> they're suspicious. They're, they're under suspicion. So they get thrown into prison. Yes. So they're in prison. And as we're in, in chapter 40, these two men have dreams. So I want us to look at verse. Um, this is verse six. Because I, want to, I don't want to so much focus on the dreams as I want to focus on what Joseph did. Verse 6 of chapter 40, when Joseph came to them in the morning, he saw that they looked distraught. So he asked Pharaoh's officers who were in custody with him in his master's house, why do you look so sad today? Now, I just got to stop for a minute, uh, Chris, Amber. It's amazing. Me. Here's Joseph. He could have been fussing and whining about his own situation yeah, there's a sense his heart goes out to these guys. But what's, what, what's bothering you? So they answer, says, well, we had dreams, they said to him, but there was no one to interpret them. Then Joseph said to them, don't interpretations belong to God. Tell me your dreams. So early on in Joseph's life, we're told that he had, he had dreams, two dreams, and he um, unfortunately he shared those with his brothers and it didn't go so well right. for him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They were, they were jealous and it caused them to hate him. But here again, a dream 
uh, sequence takes place and, and um, these guys have dreams and Joseph uh, makes himself available. Hey, I, I do. I appreciate your, your, your note, your comments, Lynn. And uh, th- that jumped out at me as I was looking at this, you know, here, here's a guy who's in jail and, and is uh, a, a steward an overseer. And he seems to care about people and, and verbalizes that. It's pretty amazing. And he must've seen something else because here's these guys in prison. You know, I'm thinking, well, why are they distraught? Well, they're in prison. Of course they're distraught. <laughs> But it's like Joseph saw something else. Yeah. Uh, his yeah. heart kind of went out to him. Yeah, I read these verses and thought, um, okay, he's in the middle. He's in the middle of his difficult story. So, you know, there's always like a beginning, right. a middle, and an end. And when we get to the end, it's real easy to look back and go, oh, this is what the Lord did in the midst of it, or this is what the Lord taught me. But he isn't at the end yet. He's still in his middle. He's, he's, uh, been taken to Egypt and then wrongly accused. I mean, he's had multiple difficulties happen. And yet here he is still in the middle of his story. He doesn't know how God will ultimately deliver him. And yet he's like, oh, there's a dream. Let These dreams belong to the Lord. And so he immediately, you know, he gives that witness. And so I just was like, uh, I don't know that I'm as faithful in the middle of a difficult situation when I can't see the end yet. I wonder too, if Joseph, you know, he, he, his heart goes out. He says, let me interpret the dreams for him. And as he heard the dreams and then interpreted them, I wonder if Joseph also saw, Hey, there's going to be an opportunity here because as the dreams were, as he told them, one of them was going to be killed. Uh, again, I'm making the assumption he's the one who poisoned, uh, attempted to poison the Pharaoh. But the other one, as as Joseph said, you're going to be lifted up and you're going to be serving the king, uh, the Pharaoh again. So I wonder if Joseph's going, hey, and here's my opportunity, because then he says, and when you're there, remember me that I'm in prison. So maybe Joseph thought, here's my out. Uh, Maybe this is how God's going to work in my behalf. Yeah. It sure is the way we think, whether it's the way Joseph <laughs> did or not. We're we're always looking for hope, help, an angle, uh, some kind of perspective that'll get us through. Um, we, with Bible studies for life, we try to ask questions to get people to talk. Because I was intrigued by one um, in this second sec- section, uh, with, where the question was asked: um, How do we convey faith in God to others? When we're at a low point in our life and and Joseph is at a low point mm-hmm. um, and still says, hey, God interprets dreams. Again, to your point earlier, Lynn, he seems to know God <laughs> or yeah. some things about him. Hey, tell me your dreams. And so, you know, I think the ability to to empathize and to care um, is is significant. And it's significant for us to talk about um, so, so much in our culture. There's a there's a victim mentality. And we were talking about this before we started today. And uh, Amber, you had a different take on how to, how to talk about that. Uh, and I appreciated that. Can you share us again what 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 you had shared with me and Lynn? Yeah, well, so we had in in talking about um, these events about Joseph's life, uh, we were like, well, he's kind of a victim and, and he is, he's the, he's the unfortunate recipient of some really unfortunate events and circumstances that were not 
really in his control. And so um, we said that and, and I said, I just, in thinking about that, I thought that people don't like to be thought of as a victim and, and it's not, that's certainly not a role anybody would want. Um, and so instead of, um, instead of that, instead of in the midst of uh, difficult circumstances we might find ourselves in, perhaps not as extreme as Joseph's, <laughs> uh, we can, we can still remain, um, remain in a, in a good, in a good spot. We can just still just refuse to uh, refuse to put anger or bitterness or hurt out on other people where it doesn't really belong. Uh, he could have uh, been very uncaring toward the cupbearer and the baker because they're just in there with him. Uh, he didn't necessarily have to give them their time, his time and attention or interpret their dreams, but he was willing to do that even though he was unfairly imprisoned. <laughs> so it's, yeah, oh, that's so, a little bit of what I had to say. I, and I agree. It's uh, I love the fact he did not develop a victim mentality. Yeah. Uh, he, he was just there to doing whatever he could uh, to help others. Now with this, as I mentioned, as he interprets the dream, uh, he, he perhaps he sees an opportunity uh, to help his own situation because he tells the cupbearer, hey, when you're out, don't forget me in prison. <laughs> so when you come to Genesis 40 down in verse 20, you come down, um, uh, the cupbearer, is, he's, 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 uh, he's uh, let out. He says, on the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, he gave a feast for all his servants. He elevated the chief cupbearer and the chief bearer of maker among his servants. Pharaoh restored the chief cupbearer to his position as cupbearer, and he placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. But Pharaoh hanged the chief baker, just as Joseph has explained it to him. All right, so far, so good. The cupbearer is there. He's in a position. He can say, hey, by the way, let me tell you who interpreted my dream. No, you come to verse 23. Yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. Wow. The dude needed a break, and it looked like it was going to happen. <laughs> it didn't go his way. Uh, I've, I'm convinced there will be people who will be doing this study who who will be able to identify with Joseph, who will say, mm -hmm. you know, I know, I know what that's like. I, I need, I just give me a break, God, just give me a break. And it doesn't seem to happen. And um, it's hard when you're at that place in life and, and nothing's going your way. And that's, that sure is Joseph's story. And uh, somebody that might be able to help him forgets. Yeah. And, and I don't want to get ahead of the story here. I will get into this, the next, uh, our next Bible study. But I just go, what's with the cupbearer? You know, you just had this phenomenal dream. Yeah. You just had this phenomenal answer. And it's like, doo -doo -doo -doo. he forgets. How do you do that? Well, we'll see his response in the next session. <laughs> but here's, here's what I see in this for Joseph. For, for us is don't get discouraged even when there's delays. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Setbacks uh, is kind of the word that. Um, Ben Mandrell uses in the in the Bible study text, and I thought, oh, I hate setbacks. I hate them, uh, and they're they're not anything anyone wants, uh, but they are an opportunity. And so, um, I don't know if this is how Joseph viewed it. He seemed to remain faithful to the Lord no matter what happened, uh, but 
they a setback is an opportunity and that this is a great opportunity right here uh, in your Bible study group. If there, I would do this in advance. Um, if there is either yourself or someone in your group that you could invite to give like a short three or four minute testimony um, about a time, um, maybe a past season of either waiting on God or trusting the Lord through a difficult season. Um, this is a great opportunity to ask someone to do that and to share that testimony with your group. They could simply answer the question, what have you learned in past seasons of waiting on God? Um, I think there's a lot of value in hearing how other people have have walked through difficult seasons and have come out stronger or with a deeper faith in the Lord. This could be that opportunity. Um, connecting to that, um, uh, two of the questions that are in our, our, our guides uh, for leaders uh, ask the question uh, of group members, when have you felt like you've been forgotten by others? And when have you felt like you've been forgotten by God? So, Depending upon your group and how well you know each other, um, uh, hopefully you're you're developing the kind of relationships in your group where where people are able to be open and vulnerable and talk about those kind of of painful times in their lives. Uh, and uh, I hope that this lesson gives people a chance to talk about those things. And Chris, with that, uh, there is a question also. Also, I think is a great discussion question. What can help us wait on the Lord during periods of injustice? And as I pondered, I thought, we have something, and I'm going to those as, as Christians, as church members, something Joseph didn't have. Joseph had God with him, but far we know it was Joseph and God. Yeah, he was alone. Mm -hmm. He was alone. Whereas what can help us during our times of feeling of injustice, what helps me to wait on the Lord? It's the encouragement of my brothers and sisters in Christ. Maybe it's those I'm sitting next to in my Bible study group. Uh, but certainly we have other believers who can pray with us, who can encourage us, who can walk with us. Good word. Good word. So we're going to leave Joseph there. Okay. <laughs> we're going to stop. Uh, Joseph has interpreted dreams. He's, he's implored this, this cupbearer, please don't forget me. And, and the text is really clear. That's exactly what happened. This guy, uh, he got to get out of jail free card and he forgot everything about Joseph uh, in that moment. So uh, we were going to leave that Joseph in that bad spot, vulnerable <laughs> in jail and, and pick up with our study next week. So we're grateful for you listening. Hopeful, hopeful that this um, a study where we're learning things from the life of Joseph um, even in the hard times of life uh, will benefit you as a listener and your groups as you guys talk about that this week. 